0: We're doing a series called The Ultimate Weapon. It's a series on prayer. You know, and, and I really believe that as Christians, as Christians, one of the greatest weapons, this is what I said a couple of weeks ago, but as Christians, one of the greatest weapons that we have that we don't use very often is that of prayer. You know, sadly to say that prayer As literally for some of us has become like that red box on the wall which says break in case of emergency that red glass box on the wall break in case of emergency you know only when something happens you've been you started on your journey you started on this journey with God it's been great you've been trusting God every step of the way and you've been seeing God and you've seen God and and asking God to do great and mighty things for you. And as you journey and you're moving along, at some point in time, we forget. We forget what allowed or what enabled those miracles and those breakthroughs to come to pass. It was coming before God and spending time with him, spending time in his presence, being able to talk to him as a friend, being able to talk to him as a father, being able to draw from him, not only you speaking to him, but allowing him to speak to you and to speak in every situation. Along the journey somewhere, we've missed out on that. We've lost out on that. Which is why I said it's become like that red glass box on the wall, break in case of emergency. That when something happens, all of a sudden, oh my God, I need to pray. I need to pray. And sometimes it's the last resort. Let me speak to someone, to someone, to someone, and see how I can fix this. But I want you to know that there's nothing that God cannot fix in your life as long as you choose to come before Him. You know, and today my message is simply titled, Prayer that moves mountains. Prayer that moves mountains. We all have had, probably even have right now, mountains, or mountains in our lives. Mountains in front of us. Let me say this. Some of you have come out of the Red Sea. Some of you are on your journey walking through the Red Sea, and some of you, the Red Sea is coming. It's not a word of caution, it's not to scare you or to, to to frighten you. But we will all we will all at some point in time we will all be in these three stages. You know, we're coming out of the Red Sea, we're walking, we're walking on dry land, we're coming out of the Red Sea, we're coming out and walking into a place of victory and breakthrough. Some of us are walking through the Red Sea. We see, we can still see the waves. We can still see the sea on either side. Oh my God, please don't give in. Please don't give in. Please don't give in. Please let me, let me just get through. You know, and some of us, the Red Sea is coming. But I want you to know that in every phase, in every stage, you will come through. You will come through because that's the promise of God. You know, and it's really, it's really amazing to just, this. I, I love this passage of Scripture, Mark 11, verses 22 to 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Turn to the person next to you and say, it will be mine. (laughs) Now turn back to them and say, and I pray the same for you. You know, I'm going to share a couple of illustrations and a couple of stories just to encourage you and drive my point through that if we pray, whatever stands in front of us can be moved by God. And so through this message, I'm going to share a couple of stories with you as well. But there are times, there are times when the place to begin is very clear. You know, and as I've studied, as I've studied these words of of Jesus, the the same question has come back to me again and again. When Jesus talks about a mountain being cast into the sea, how can we take him seriously? How can we take him seriously? Truth be told, I'm 38 years old. And I've never ever seen a mountain being cast into the sea. I don't know about you on TV, yes, but I've never seen a mountain being cast cast into the sea. And that's precisely a problem with this text. Jesus invites us to summon the faith, to talk to a mountain and command it to be cast into the sea. Not only have I never seen a mountain being cast into a sea, I've never even talked to a mountain. I've never ever spoken to a mountain. And I don't think anyone has. But it's right there in black and white in Mark 11. And the question is, what are we to do with this text? You know, I'm sure our first inclination is to find a way to somehow explain it. But well, let me share this story that I came across. The story about a church that built a sanctuary on a piece of land that was donated by a member. It turned out that, it turned out that, the, that, the, that the, the sanctuary was so large that the building inspector would not give the church a certificate of occupancy because they lacked sufficient parking. Evidently, the new building took up all the available space. The only unused part of the property was a mountain adjacent to the sanctuary. The Sunday before the new sanctuary was to open, the pastor called for all those who believed that God could still move mountains to come to a prayer meeting that night. Out of a congregation of 300, 24 showed up. Okay, out of a congregation of 300, 24 showed up. After they had prayed for three hours, the pastor said he believed that somehow God would remove the mountain and pave the area in the next seven days. This is a true story, okay? The next day, a man knocked on the pastor's door. He turned out to be a building contractor from a nearby county. They were building a shopping mall and they needed some filled dirt in order to level the construction site. He added that if they could have the mountain immediately, they would be glad to pay for paving and striping the new parking lot. The pastor readily agreed, and the new sanctuary opened on schedule the next Sunday. The person who wrote the story commented that there were far more members with mountain-moving faith that Sunday than there were the previous Sunday. If you have faith, the first thing that I want to share this morning is the command, have faith in God. Jesus answered, have faith in God. Whatever it is, that mountain, that's standing in front of you today, however big it might be, however big it might be the first thing is to have faith in god if you don't know if you don't know let me say this if you don't know that your god is bigger than that mountain that, that if you don't know that your god is bigger than that mountain then that mountain will appear to be bigger than your god am i saying something If you don't know that your God is bigger than that mountain, then that mountain will appear to be bigger than your God. Have faith in God. How simple it is. How simple this is. Only four words. Yet how revolutionary they are. You know, Evie Hill from Los Angeles, he preached a 40-minute sermon on just two words. The title of his message was, God Is. In his own unforgettable style, he pressed on the point that everything in the universe flows from this one truth. Figure this out, and you've got a handle on life. Deny this, and nothing makes sense. Either God is, or he isn't. And if he is, and you believe that he is, it changes everything. The voice from the burning bush, the, the voice from the burning bush told Moses to tell the people that I am has sent you. And what precisely does that mean? The only further explanation is that I am that I am, which points to God's self existence. If you know that God is and that he is the great I am, you know the most important and fundamental truth in the universe. If you know that God is my healer, no matter what comes your way or what you hear about your health, you will know that your God is bigger than that mountain. If you know that God is my provider, No matter what financial situation you might be in, you will know that God is the source from where everything comes from. If you know that God is the God of my family, you will know that, however, it may seem like that the enemy is trying to destroy your family, your family does not belong to the enemy, but your family belongs to God, has been put in place by God, and God will bring about restoration. It all comes down to knowing who God is. Let me tell you, what God, let me tell you who God is in. Let me tell you what God is in. God isn't a liar. God isn't a person who says he's going to do something and he doesn't do it. Whatever God says he's going to do, he's going to set out to do it. You know, Alexander the Great wanted to reward a philosopher who had rendered great service to him. And he told that person, he said, Ask whatever you want of me. And the philosopher took the offer seriously and he told the royal treasurer he wanted 10,000 pounds of gold. Shocked by such an enormous request, the treasurer refused and then went in anger to the emperor. This man has asked too much. His request is unreasonable. Alexander the Great listened patiently and then instructed the treasurer to give the philosopher what he asked for. He said, Alexander the Great said, he honored me three ways. First, he believed my word. Second, he believed my wealth. And third, he believed my willingness to do what I said I would do. Give him the money. He has honored me by his great faith in my words. This is not Alexander the Great we're talking about. We're talking about the God of the universe. The God who created heaven and earth. Have faith in God. And see what he will do for you. In Psalm 81 verse 10, God gives us a, Gives, gives, gives us as his children a wonderful invitation. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Ask what you need, God says, and I will do it for you. You know, many years ago I heard that Jeremiah 33, verse 3 is God's telephone number because it contains a very clear promise. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me. God desires to have a relationship with you. God longs for you to come to him with your requests. Wherever you are, whatever you might be going through, God says, call to me. The command is have faith in God. You've been given a deadline. It is Sorry to say that it, the word is deadline. But God is more than able to give you a lifeline. Somebody say an amen. amen. You've, been put, you've been put, there's been a deadline put ahead of you. It has to be done by this time. Death comes from the enemy. Life comes from God. And his word says he came to give life and life in all of its abundance. John 10.10. And that's your portion. Whatever people may put ahead of you, God is more than able to take you over that or through that with a number of lifelines on your side because he's with you always. The second thing that I want to say very quickly is, the second point is the example. The example. The first was the command, have faith in God. The second is the example. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea. That's how we need to pray. Listen, your problem, this certificate, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. My God has given me life and life in all of its abundance. And I declare life right now. I declare life in my job. I declare life in that promotion. I speak it into existence. I speak life into my finances. You know, very often when we hear something, we allow that to we, we, we come under the weight of that. But I like the confidence in which, in which Jesus is, is, is saying this. Speak to this mountain. Go throw yourself into the sea. And if he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. To cast a mountain, like I said, in the sea seems impossible. For a disciple to cast a mountain into the sea two conditions must be met, both humanly strange. He must talk to the mountain, and as he's speaking, he shouldn't doubt in his heart. So I asked this question, which is the hardest part about casting a mountain in the sea? Most of us would say having faith or not doubting in your heart. And in truth, those things are very hard to do at times. But, I, but, but truth be told, I submit that the hardest part is having the courage to speak to the mountain in the first place. The hardest part is, is, is having the courage to speak to the mountain in the first place. What kind of person looks at a mountain and what kind of a person looks at a mountain and speaks to it? If you doubt, if, if you do that on a regular basis, people will, will begin to question your sanity. People will start praying for you. Seriously. People will stop praying for you, but yet that's exactly what Jesus tells his disciples they must do. They must do. You know, many years ago I read this very, this this really uh, nice. It's, it's it's a little book. It's it's by a person called Elmer Towns, called "Say It Faith." Say it faith. He argued on the basis of this text and many others as well that God honors those who dare to say out loud what they are asking God to do. Great leaders, he offered many examples, galvanized their followers by actually saying out loud. In the book, he mentions some examples. This is where God is leading us. It might be to send missionaries to an unevangelized tribe. It might be to raise $10 million for a new sanctuary. It might ask God to heal someone of cancer. They talk about their impossible dreams openly, and they pray openly about what God has been speaking to their hearts. This releases God's power in a unique way because it puts the impossible issue out on the table where everyone can see it. As long as you keep silent about your dreams, town said they are much likely, they are much less likely to come true. Think about the blind person who told Jesus. You know, went up to Jesus, and Jesus asked him, What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? The blind person must, must have been wondering: Am I blind or is he blind? You know what's happening over here? Jesus just said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind, I'm paraphrasing, and the blind man simply said that I want to be able to see again. You know why? Because when you, declare, when you declare with your mouth and you confess with your heart what you desire to happen for you, you are speaking in the supernatural, and what you confess in the supernatural, you will see a manifestation for it before you in the natural, which is why you need to say it out loud. God already knows what's in our heart, but he wants us to confess it in faith. And when we confess in faith, we're trusting him to do what only he can do, which is the impossible. Which is why we need to constantly say it out loud. You know, many years ago, I'm gonna take, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna take a few more minutes, but many years ago, many years ago, I, 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 there was nothing majorly wrong with me, but it just happened that I was sick. I was sick, I just became sick. I had a, a, very, a very foolish thing called a cold, you know, and my ears got blocked. I don't know if that happens to a lot of you. It does? Okay, good. You know, my ears got blocked. Uh, I had this cold and uh, I couldn't stand it because I hate when your ears is blocked and you try to put pressure and open it, you know, you try to put pressure and open it. And I kept putting pressure and pressure and pressure and it kept getting blocked and blocked and blocked. And my, my blood pressure went high, and I couldn't breathe. I went to the hospital, I went to the doctor, I did a number of tests. The doctor said, you're absolutely fine. But it brought about, uh, it brought about fear, a spirit of, you know, it brought about fear of death, a spirit of death, and, and it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy because uh, on one side, uh, I'm going to church, I'm a pastor, I'm going to church every week, I need to speak life, faith, hope, and life, and all of these things, and I'm battling with this. You know, thank God for an amazing wife who stood by me, supported me, uh, uh, rebuked what was there on the inside of me, and just helped me to navigate through that situation every day, day and night. She would just help me fight, and uh, it was very strange because at that point in time, when I'm praying for people, the only people that God was bringing up my way to, for the only people that God was bringing up my way for prayer were people saying that you know, you know, I've had this cold. And, I, and my ear was blocked, and uh, I just, this, 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 this spirit of death just came upon me, and uh, if you could please pray. And I'm like, God, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? And I was praying, I, you know, that, that season, I have no clue how many people I prayed for with the same situation. And they started calling me days later, weeks later, thank you so much. We felt, we just felt, you know, we just felt freedom come about. We just felt something break. We were able to sleep. We were able to eat. I couldn't even eat because I thought every morsel I would take, if I had to swallow it, I was going to choke and die. Seriously. It was such a serious thing to go through. And they were like, Ma- we, 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 thank you so much for praying for us. We, 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 we feel free. We're okay. We slept well. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? God put me in that situation to remind me that you are a lot stronger than you think you are. Tell that mountain to get out of the way. And so one fine day, and this happened, from that day on it happened till I broke it. One day my wife came, Olivia, I was like, get up. Literally like this, get out of the bed. I was so discouraged at this point. Get out of the bed now. When my wife wants to make a point, she makes it very well. (laughs) She's like, get out of the bed now. I stood, on like, what? Come with me. Stand in front of the mirror. I stood in front of the mirror. Speak to yourself right now. Speak to yourself, speak life over yourself. Destroy everything that you need to destroy. Speak promises, speak words from the Bible and speak life right now. I started slowly, slowly, slowly till the point where I was screaming and having warfare and declaring it into that mirror every single day till it finally broke. The Bible says life and death lie in the power of your tongue. You have something standing in front of you today? Speak to it to move in the name of Jesus, and it will move. It will move. When you speak to the, when you speak to the mountain of impossibility, you are doing what Jesus said to do. And I've said this, I've, 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 I've mentioned this definition of Philip Yancey. Faith is believing in advance what will only seem logical when in reverse. Faith is believing in advance something that will only seem logical when seen in reverse. You know, sometimes, often, in fact, God calls us to believe Him for things that, humanly speaking, make no sense. But when we dare to believe God, we see in retrospect how logical it was, how logical it was. But first, we have to believe God first, even when it defies common sense. The third thing is the application. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it and it will be yours. And I love this promise because this promise has three parts. The first is, it is comprehensive. Whatever you ask. The second is, it is conditional. Believe that you have received it. And the third is, it is definite. It will be yours. And note the changes of the tenses as well. Present, whatever you ask for, there's the past, you have received it, and there's the future, it will be yours. It will be yours. We are called to pray in the present, with the assurance that God has already granted our request, even though the answer will not come until the future. Because God is God. We may be sure that he is at work answering our prayers even before we pray them. And because God lives outside of time, the prayers we pray today are certain of fulfillment yesterday, even though we won't receive the answers until tomorrow. You know, believing in advance is like what Ron Hutchcraft says. It's like buying a Christmas present in September, but hiding it until December. We hide the presents in the closet and then get them out when Christmas draws near. You can't give the presents early or it will spoil the joy. In prayer, our part is to trust God completely while we wait for the answers to come. If your father wants you to have it, it may not be in your hands, but it's already in the closet. It may not be in your hands, but it's already in the closet. You know, I found this really amazing illustration from the Bible Illustrator. It says that prayer is the bow, the promise is the arrow, and faith is the hand which draws the bow and sends the arrow with the heart's message to heaven. Faith, prayer is the bow, the promise is the arrow, and faith is the hand which draws the bow and sends the arrow with the heart's message to heaven. You know, many years ago, during a drought in England, I'm bringing my message so close, a pastor called his church to a special prayer meeting to ask God to send much-needed rain. It was a bright and cloudless day and Mary came with an umbrella. Why? She said, since we are praying for rain, I thought I should bring an umbrella. Everyone laughed at her and the pastor laughed and patted her on the cheek. And as they were praying, the winds rose, the clouds rolled in, and sure enough, the heavens opened and down came a torrent of rain. Mary was dry. while the the congregation went home wet. Mary was dry while the congregation went home wet. We need to pray believing not that God may hear, but that not only that God may hear, but that he does hear. He does hear and he will give us what we ask if it is best for us. How many of you know of the Wycliffe Bible translators? You know, Cameron Townsend was the founder of of the Wycliffe Bible Translators. As a young man, he went to Central America to preach the gospel to the unreached. While ministering to some tribal people one day, his life was changed forever when a man asked, if your God is so great, why doesn't he speak my language? That simple question led to the formation of a mission agency dedicated to translating God's word into every language on earth. In spite of many doubters who called his vision impossible, he clung to the words of an old chorus. Faith, mighty faith, the promise sees and looks to God alone, laughs at impossibilities and cries, it shall be done. It shall be done. You know, prayer is a key which being turned by the hand of faith, when turned by the hand of faith, unlocks God's treasures. Stand with me. I don't really know what that mountain looks like before you today. For some of you, there might not be a mountain standing in your way, and that's absolutely great. I rejoice with you. I celebrate with you. But for those of you, if, if you have that mountain in your way, I want you to know. I want you to know. That God is more than able. To move it out. All you need to do. Is have faith. Have faith. In God. Believing that he will do. What only he says he can do. Have faith in God. And not only that. Not only that, you need to confess. You need to confess it in faith. Speak to your mountain and say, move in the name of Jesus, and it will move. It will move. And the final promise is, it will be done. It will be done. All eyes closed, please, all eyes closed. If today you're going through a battle, and you are saying, God, I want to trust you all the way. Strengthen my prayer life. Strengthen me in this walk with you. I want to trust you completely, wholeheartedly. Surrender everything to you. Just put your hand up. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. Thank you. Father, I Just you can put your hands down. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus. Right now. I pray in faith. over all all the people who raised up their hands right now, I pray in faith declaring that whatever mountain is standing in front of them, you are going to move it in the name of Jesus. Whatever that mountain looks like, however big it may be, it's not bigger than my God, who is bigger and stronger. And right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the authority that you've given us, in Jesus' name, we come against that mountain and we cast it out. We say be moved in the name of Jesus and we speak freedom, we speak life, we speak every blessing in Jesus name. Lord for the rest of us, Lord, I speak every blessing that we would have an amazing week. I pray Father God that you would pour out your love afresh. I pray Lord that you would use us to you would use us to be uh, you, 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 you use us to make a difference in people's lives. You would move in and through us. And Lord, I just pray, Father God, that every person's week would be filled with breakthrough upon breakthrough, victory upon victory, miracle upon miracle, signs and wonders. I declare, I declare that right now in the name of Jesus and speak, Father God, Believing that everyone would have a phenomenal week. We pray for your protection, your hedge of protection to surround our community, our families, that no weapon formed or fashion against us will prosper in the name of Jesus. We just speak every blessing. In your son, Jesus Christ, my name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.